You know that feeling when you're midway through your career, sensing a pull towards something different? That's halftime. Welcome to the Halftime Leadership Podcast with Cosman Gabriel. Drawing inspiration from his experiences of over 20 years in corporate America, marketing agencies, and entrepreneurship, Cosman navigates those deeply personal transitions and the possibilities they unveil. Whether you're considering a move into fractional executive leadership, dreaming of a renewed sense of freedom, or just eager for a change, you're in the right place. Dive into stories of reimagining roles, learn lessons from other executive leaders, and gather tools for your next big leap. Because sometimes, halftime is the perfect time to reshape the strategy of the game. Go ahead and subscribe now to this podcast. Settle in, take a deep breath, and let's explore the world of halftime leadership together. Welcome back, and uh, I'm really excited to have you join us once again for Halftime Leadership. And in this episode, what I want to do is share with you uh, a recent live session that I did with a Bradley Jacobs, who is the founder and CEO of a company called MyLance.co, M-Y-L-A-N-C.co. And I really was excited to chat with him because I met with him a few weeks ago and we were just sharing some of our experiences when it comes to the world of fractional executive leadership. And like many of you out there, uh, he uh, was a corporate professional. Uh, He actually worked at Uber and uh, found himself in a position where he wanted to do something more. And so he made that transition And as he made that transition, he uh, grew his business and got to a point where he really saw a pain point, and that was around how others are getting their new customers or new companies for their fractional executive leadership business. And uh, he found a way to do it, and he launched MyLance.co, and uh, it's a great resource and community uh, for those that are in the fractional executive space. And so, you know, I believe that it's important that we as fractional executives and corporate professionals that are thinking about this really work together and just, you know, help each other out to grow this uh, career and grow this industry. And there's just so many great tools and resources out there. And so uh, every now and then I want to share those tools. And also I just really excited about Bradley and his story. And I think it you know works really well in uh, transitioning your career and transitioning your direction that you have when it comes to uh, what you do in life. And so without further ado, uh, what I want to do is just uh, have you listen in on the live session that uh, was broadcast on uh, LinkedIn, on uh, YouTube, on Facebook, across the Fractional Officer uh profile pages there. And I wanted to share this with you. So uh, I hope you enjoy. And uh, if you have any other feedback uh, or questions, feel free to uh, let us know in any of the communities around Fractional Officer. Here we go. Let's go ahead and dig into the topic of the day and the special guests. Today, we'll be covering how to fill your customer pipeline in 30 minutes a day as a fractional executive. And I'm excited to have Bradley Jacobs, founder and CEO of MyLance.co here with us. Brad, how are you? Doing great. Thanks for having me. 
Awesome, awesome. Well, uh, excited to have this conversation with you. I know we connected um, probably a few weeks ago and just kind of exchanged some ideas and thoughts. And uh, I was really excited to hear and uh, understand what you're doing. And I thought it'd be a fantastic topic to cover uh, for those that are uh, really struggling with that, where is my next company uh, coming from, from a fractional executive perspective. And so uh, with that being said, can you go ahead and share just a brief intro about you, your background and how you got to mylands.co? Yeah, definitely. Uh, my, I guess, relevant background is I was working at Uber for about four and a half years. I was there across the rides business, the eats business, the freight business, all in operations and launching new business lines, helping them scale. And it got to a point where I was just ready to leave and ready to go out on my own, be my own boss, and at least see what that could look like. And so I quit and I ended up it really wasn't what I set out to do, I'll be honest, but I ended up finding companies that I could help part-time. I would work as a fractional, either COO, head of operations, director of ops kind of role for these seed and series A startups, helping them scale and launch new marketplaces. So I built up this business over the course of a few years when I really realized this was possible. I didn't know it was possible. I thought, oh, I'll try it out. And I built up the business and I made a lot of a lot of money. I was working part-time, no more than 25 hours a week. And I loved it. It was very powerful to be able to work in this kind of way. And as I was doing this over time, I started to help other people do it as well and did more research into the market to figure out how big was this market? How many people wanted to do this? What were the challenges they were facing in addition to, of course, I knew my own challenges. And I ended up founding MyLance in early 2020 with the idea being, I want this fractional life to be as sustainable as possible for as many people as possible. I know what it provides, whether it's closing the gender pay gap or you know, allowing the single mom to be at home with their, their kids when they're sleeping or w- whatever it is, it enables such an incredible change in work and uh, your perspective towards work and your lifestyle and freedom and flexibility. And so I'm really passionate about bringing this, uh, I guess, lifestyle to as many people as possible. And the biggest challenge is lead generation. It's where's my next client coming from. And so I had a lot of success in really bringing in new clients every single month. And so building on the system that I created for myself, and now we've worked with hundreds of people to refine this system and share this system and, and help them fill their pipeline. Uh, Now I get the privilege of talking to you today and sharing this with our followers around what is that system? How does it work? How can I do it for me? Uh, All all those kind of intricacies. And that's exactly what MyLance does. We help you uh, fill your pipeline so you can find your next client and really have a reliable stream of clients coming Mm -hmm. in. So I'll stop there. (laughs) That's that's fantastic. And I, I love that comment. You said sustainable as possible and a lifestyle <clears throat> that's that's a you know that's a lot of dreams i guess of many people that transition to the life of a fractional executive and uh, another follow-up question is can you talk about the importance of of really having that robust pipeline for a fractional executive it's i'd say the most important because if you're fractional and it's your full-time thing 
you really can't afford to have these massive lumpy months. You can't make 5K one month and then 40K the next month. And then you're stressed about two months later, a client's going to drop me and I'm back down to 5K or zero. Um, and so I think the peace of mind is one thing, but it's really, it's funding your life, right? It might be supporting yourself and your family and putting food on the table and all these kinds of things. So frankly, I don't think there's anything more important than making sure that you know with relative confidence that your next client is accessible, that you can get them and the third client and the fourth and the fifth and the sixth. And, and that it's, you know, it is that key word for me is sustainability, that it is sustainable over time. It's flat, maybe up and to the right, if you want it to be, or maybe you just want to make your 20, 30 grand a month and Mm -hmm. you don't need to grow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. And it is so critical. I know we, uh, recently posted a poll to our LinkedIn group of fractional officers and, you know, what is the biggest challenge or biggest barrier? And 75% of the respondents, you know, it's like the the pipeline, the next, the next company, the next client. And so that's why I think it's so important and so relevant. So let's go ahead and talk about that 30 minutes, right? Uh, You know, I really like when we talked about it, uh, you said that, you know, there's, there's kind of a, a way that you do it, 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 you you try and fill the pipeline or you've helped others where it doesn't take that much time, right? Because a lot of times as a fractional uh, executives, we, you know, we, we've been leaders in an organization and unless you're a, you know, chief sales officer, you're really not a salesperson. And so that becomes very daunting. And so, uh, how do you break up your day or what are some of your thoughts or practical tips uh, to be able to build that pipeline? The, yeah. The first thing I want to mention is what you just said around, I would say most people watching this probably aren't in sales, don't like doing sales, don't want to do sales, and yet they want to be a business owner, right? Mm-hmm. So I would try and for those people, I would try and change the perspective to think more about I am finding companies that have a problem that I can solve. So really those companies are looking for me and I'm just saying, Hey, I'm over here and this is what I do. And if you can really reframe it in your mind, then it's not really salesy. That's at least how I was able to do it because I'm not a salesperson as well. Mm -hmm. Um, To directly answer your question. So there's three tactics that we recommend. And there's millions of ways, of course, to get in front of people that these are the top three that we think are the best bang for your buck uh, as far as time spent. Number one is use your network. And it sounds basic, but people don't do it. Talk to them, people that you know, uh, colleagues, past managers, reach out to them and just get on the phone. This is, you have to get on the phone, have a catch up call with them, and then ask for introductions from there. And you will keep expanding your network, right? If you do five outreaches a week to your network, you'll probably get on three to four calls a week, right? Most people are going to say yes, they already know you. And then they're going to introduce you to people to probably three or four more people and three or four more people. And you'll have this ever expanding network of people that eventually is going to lead to good things. Like would almost guarantee if you get on 20, 30 of those calls, you're going to close a few clients. That's number one. Number two, as you're expanding your network, you're adding these people on LinkedIn, you can write thought leadership pieces on LinkedIn. And I can hear people already hearing this and saying, I don't want to post on LinkedIn. I don't want to self-promote and I don't know what I would write about. And it's like, look, you're not selling on LinkedIn. You're sharing experiences. This is 
another reframe, right? You're saying, hey, I launched Uber in Raleigh and we got to 90% market share in the first six months. Here's how we did it, right? Nowhere in there am I consulting, am I selling, am I telling people about my business? Nothing. From that post, that example I just gave you, I think I got 10 inbounds from marketplaces that were like, hey, I could use your help with my go-to-market strategy, Hmm. right? It's just like good things happen when you share from the I point of view, learnings, experiences, wins, mistakes, failures, all of the above. And then, and those compound, right? So I'm expanding my network. I'm sharing thought leadership. I'm expanding my network. I'm sharing thought leadership. Good things happen. And then the third thing is curated outbound. And I say curated intentionally instead of cold because A, cold has a horrible connotation. And it also has this connotation of this spray and pray model. And that's not at all what I'm talking about. I'm talking about picking 10, 20, 30 companies a month reaching out to those decision makers or finding intro paths to those decision makers and saying, hey, you're not in my network, but I'd like for you to be. I have experience in this industry. I've solved these pain points before. Can we jump on a call, right? Can we get to know each other? I'd say is is more a, a better way to think about it. And then doing that outreach, again, if you reach out to 20, 30 companies a month, you might connect with four or five companies a month, but and maybe only one or two turn into clients, but how many do you need? Right. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing these activities 30 minutes a day, right, two and a half hours a week during the week, I would guarantee, I guess I can't guarantee, I would almost as close to I can guarantee you're going to get on calls, you're going to have success. Um, Those are the needle moving activities. Everything else is to me kind of window dressing. Those are things that you need to be doing. Everything else is procrastination and probably fear based. And there's there's a lot there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love that. And, you know, the reality is, right, I mean, you can set aside that 30 minutes right in your morning and just kind of be like, hey, you know what, uh, I'm just going to you know, DM message people and, you know, hey, what's going on? Do you have, you know, challenges, et cetera, right? Like, and, and it's just such a simple thing. But to your point, sometimes we just have fear of self-promoting. And I love your point about uh, thought leadership articles. I know that's a tactic that, you know, for those that, you know, follow fractional officer, to me, it's it's like, how can I share as much as I can to help others, right? And, you know, part of our LinkedIn community is around, you know, setting the standard together. It's like, you know, how do we, how do we really help each other out to be able to just be successful, right? I mean, there's such a huge marketplace out there that, uh, you know, just finding that right, that right fit uh, could, could really, you know, change, change the game. And so, uh, and curated outbound. I really love that. I know early in, early in my career, if you will, as a fractional, uh, you know, I tried the cold outreach approach, and it, it just, I was really disappointed. You know, it was like low click throughs and like just, just cold, right? And I was doing some targeting, but there's just so many other ways to do it. And uh, you know, I love how you're like, you know what? I'm gonna pick those ten to thirty companies, and uh, I think that's really, really smart. Uh, okay, fantastic. So uh, one thing that you, you didn't really mention is uh, networking, right? Um, many, many fractionals that I speak to, especially when they first get started, uh, they're, they're like, well, I don't need to do all this online things because, you know, I'm just doing direct networking, right? I actually have a, a book a book here where it's, uh, you know, networking like a pro that somebody recommended that to me as like the Bible, right? It's by uh, 
uh, anyways, Ian, Ian, Ivan Misner. But the point is, there's, you know, the the power of direct networking. Uh, is it how important do you see that in the framework of of filling your filling your pipeline? I think networking is kind of the underlying thing around all the strategies I mentioned, frankly. And let's just try and define networking in a way, right? Because maybe this will be the distinction is to me, networking is really about meeting or say connecting with people, whether you already know them or you're meeting new people and building a rapport, a relationship, common interests um, and finding an opportunity, whether it's just, hey, that was great to meet you or there's a way that one of us can help each other or we can help each other maybe. So I think if we define networking as connecting with people that you already know and connecting with new people, then that, that is everything. That is, quote, the Bible, right? That, that is how we, every, I tell this to our community at the MyLands community that every single consulting project that was one has one thing in common. And that thing is there was an intro call or meeting that kicked this off which means if every single closed consulting project had a meeting, then we need to optimize for meetings. Like we need to get on the phone, right? Get on the phone 30 minutes a day, all right? If I get one call per day for the entire month and I have 20 calls in that month, I'm going to be successful, like 100%, right? So yes, I do think it's all about networking. These are kind of the three methods to get those calls, that we recommend that we think are the lowest hanging fruit, the highest bang for your buck. And we and I do want to hit on, you know, cold or curated outreach as I call it. The key is the targeting, right? So the way we look at it is, is the company in your niche? Does it match your ideal customer persona attributes? And those should be very detailed. So one, is it in your ICP? Two, do they have budget or are there indications that they have budget, right? Is revenue growing? Have they raised money? Are they hiring for people? Three, is there a gap on their team, right? If I'm a fractional COO, I'm not going to spend my time reaching out to a company that has a COO or a head of ops or a director of ops. Mm -hmm. So eliminate all those companies, right? And then four, are there indications that they're open to fractionals? So have they hired fractionals in the past? Are they hiring for a fractional now? Do they have fractionals on their team currently? And I'm reading the comments come through um, and f filtering out companies that match that criteria, right, is going to your response rate is going to be so much higher. I mean, we're seeing customers have response rates as high as 20 or 30 percent. And that's because there's such targeted lists that they're reaching out to. So mm -hmm. MyLance does that work in our MyLance scale product. There's other ways if you want to use you know, Sales Navigator and try and filter it out yourself. Of course, you can. Um, or just, you know, LinkedIn, um, but picking the criteria that you use for your curated outbound is worth the time investment. It will pay off down the road. Um, and yeah, I'm seeing a comment around reaching out to five to 10 new people weekly through a networking meeting. Um, this is, that is the kind of thing where you almost can't go wrong, right? As yeah. long as you're reaching out to the right people, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, and, and as you were talking about that, you know, you seem to be uh, being very intentional in your targeting, right? And so uh, how much can you talk about how you target, right? Because you, you know, uh, we have LinkedIn, right? Where you can search uh, potentially sales navigator, right? Uh, just very common. But can, how do you, how do you find those five to 10 phone calls? 
to know those insights of like, you know what, uh, what'd you say here? Do they have budget, revenue growing, hire for people? I'd say that's why we built the product that we built, right? You, you kind of set me up for it, right? That it's not easy to really find all of that information in one place, right? Mm-hmm. You can go get funding information on Crunchbase. You can go get, and of course, there's newsletters that publish VC funding. Um, you can definitely go to LinkedIn and just look at what titles do the companies have or not have. Um, you can use Sales Navigator to the best of your ability around, you know, kind of niching down. And then there's other tools that do B2B lead generation, Right. You know, I, I hear about Apollo quite a bit. I mean, the, the data is, I'd say, a little bit questionable. Um, that's always the hardest piece is getting accurate data. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, with those, you're having to really do your own filtering, whereas we built a product where you talk to us and pretty much tell us your ICP. Um, and then we go and find that list of companies for you. Right. We give yeah. you 20 ICP companies every ICP month. acronym stands for? Yeah. Ideal customer persona. Um, and so again, it's those attributes, right? It's company size and where are they located? What industries are they in? When were they founded? Um, all those kinds of things to really narrow in because what, and this is, I think a really important point because a lot of customers come to me and they say, well, I'm kind of a generalist. I'm industry agnostic. I can really help any company with, you know, their strategy. And it's like, okay, great. But that's not helpful, right? Because if I do that search, it's going to come back with 5 million companies across the globe and we don't even know where to start. So mm-hmm. let's pick some industries. Let's pick a size. Like where are you best equipped to really help a company? And then that's where we're going to focus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, fantastic. No, I love that. And, you know, I, like you mentioned, there's a lot of tools out there. And, you know, some of the ones I recommend are, you know, Apollo.io and uh, they're getting better and better. The data is getting better and better. But like anything, it's a learning. It's a trial and error, right? And you know, one of the one of the recommendations you know that I have as part of the fractional officer method is like, here's you know a suite of tools, and some may work for you as a fractional executive versus others that you know won't. And so it's just a matter of instead of searching for you know 20 tools that are out there in the market, here's kind of like your top five, and then you kind of focus on that. But you know, to your point. Uh, you know, I think there comes a time where you also need to invest in saying, you know what, this is something that as an executive, I'd rather like put in the hands of a subject matter expert to expedite, expedite that even more. And I think that's a really good winning strategy. So, yeah, love that. Uh, I think we may have time for one more question. And uh, how do you... You know, as an executive, it's all about uh, outcomes. It's about uh, measuring success. And so uh, what do you think is, if I spend 30 minutes a day, in the let's call it in the beginning of the day, at the end of the day, what, would, what do you think would be successful for me as a fractional executive? So it's such a good question because, yes, of course, it's about outcomes and revenue and did we sign clients, but we can't will that to happen. Right. I learned this in my lands, my own business, that I can set all the goals I want. But at the end of the day, I can't just make them happen. I have to follow a process that I truly believe in and I have to follow a process consistently. And I think that's the key here is that people want to try something for a short period of time and then just win. Right. I get this in the Mylands community all the time. They're like, I just need a client. I'm like, yeah, I understand. I, I get it. But we need to come up with 
your niche and your ICP, where you uniquely add value. We need to probably identify some limiting beliefs that might hold you back, right? We need to actually do the work. So I think it's actually more important to think about what is the process that I really want to commit to every single day, every single week. And then the goal that I set for our customers is goes back to that one call per weekday. If I do my 30 minutes a day and I do it for many weeks in a row, this is not a silver bullet. You do it one week and it's done, right? You're doing this for many weeks. You're compounding your efforts. You're building out your network. You're meeting new people. You're publishing on LinkedIn. You're doing curated outbound. You should be able to get on one call a day. That's 20 calls a month, right? If even six of those have a potential opportunity, right? You're sending out maybe six proposals. You mm-hmm. should be able to win two to three clients from those six proposals coming from those 20 calls. Mm-hmm. Even if some of those calls are in your network, which are they're going to be, right? So that's how I think about what does the data need to, what does the process need to eventually output those 20 calls a month? So just one call a day. But I really want anyone listening to this to focus on the process because it's just, you're going to have a lot of misses. And if you can focus more on the process than the outcomes, it'll enable you to stay consistent. And that's what's required to win. So that's really what I want to focus on is I know you asked about outcomes, but I want to focus on the process because that's how no matter what kind of company you're running is the most important. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I do want to take a second and hit on something you said earlier, which is maybe we need to invest in the business. Maybe I need to outsource some of this to, to pay for some tools. That's what business owners do, mm-hmm. right? At the end of the day, every company in the world has a marketing budget, a sales budget. And a lot of fractionals, they don't think like that. They Mm -hmm. think like, I want to spend zero money and I want to have 50K a month coming in and I want to, you know, live on a beach in Bali and and just have all this extra money. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, sure, you can try that. But every company in the world has a sales and marketing budget. So what if you took, right, 5% of your top line, put it towards sales and marketing, all of a sudden I have a few hundred or a few thousand dollars a month to spend It's a different story. Now it's thinking about how do I optimize this versus do I spend any money? I think it's a really, really important point. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I did when I started was, to your point, like, what's my cost of doing business, right? Like, you have have a, you know, maybe some annual subscriptions, some tools, some basic things, right? Like, most of us have a tool like Calendly or some way to set up a quick, you know, a a quick uh, meeting, right? Which from an ROI perspective, I mean, that's nothing in comparison to if you have those calls and meetings, right? And you, you, you book your client, but uh, it's, it's also, you know, having that business mindset of like, what's my cost of doing business? And to your point, like, okay, well, I have my tools and I have my, you know, sales and marketing and there's a percentage there. Right. And then, you know, there's also like, what's my, you know, customer acquisition costs, right. And kind of building it in that to understand it. Right. I mean, most businesses, right. If you have a profit margin of, you know, 40%, you know, I mean, you're like, you are living in Bali, right. I mean, it's, it's fantastic, you know, but the reality is most company, most companies don't. And we know this working in uh, corporate America. Right. And so uh, I think that's, that's really smart to think about what's your cost of doing business and then saying, you know what, I'm going to invest in this to, significantly accelerate what I'm doing. So fantastic. Well, uh, I know we're getting close to end of time here. We're trying to keep it about 30 minutes. So we have about five minutes left and it looks like we have a, a, 
Another question that, that popped up I, I thought was pretty interesting. So kind of around the idea of a chief product officer, right, where it says, yeah, for your first initial customers, uh, uh, where it's common to do POCs or free trials, uh, is this a good kind of acquisition strategy? Uh, can you talk about this as a product manager example? So I love this question because we've been thinking more and more about this because the root of this question is, how do I get my foot in the door, mm -hmm. right? What's my equivalent of a lead magnet for my consulting or fractional business? And I think there's a few things and it does depend on your role. So I know it was asked about a product manager. And so let's just use it. It's a little bit more difficult, but let's use it anyway. We need to think about who's my customer and what do they want that I could give them that they might either jump on a call or give me their email in exchange for. So for an example, I don't know if this is a good one, right? I'm just riffing here, but mm -hmm. I could give them a notion template for a roadmap implementation doc, right? To say like, Hey, I built this like really amazing notion template. Would you like to see a copy of it? We use it to manage our product in house. Um, maybe you could use it too, or a product roadmap. And if that's something that they want, they'll be like, oh yeah, like, and then maybe, hey, could you jump on a 20 minute call to walk me through it? Now you have your intro call, right? Now you've built a connection. Again, I don't know if that's a good example. I'm not a product manager, um, but something like that. I know some marketing folks in the MyLance community are exploring doing like a free audit. Mm -hmm. right? We say like, hey, I will give you our marketing scorecard that we use for all of our companies. Um, and then if you wanna talk through it, let me know. And that's their kind of lead gen. Mm -hmm. So the simplest way to do this without creating anything is I'm going to share my learnings with you, right? You are the lead magnet. So I'm going to give you 20 minutes of my time. Of course, you have to establish your expertise really well to have this be effective. But to say like, look, I scaled, you know, Uber Eats in Miami. Um, you're building a food delivery marketplace. I would jump on a call with you for 20 minutes to share two learnings from that. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that would be that could be the, the easiest version of a lead magnet. Um, so I think the mindset is right. And it's all, of course, about how you execute it, whether you're giving away a playbook, a notion template, a free strategy call, those kinds of things. I will say the free strategy call is so overblown on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. You want to try to come up with something that's a little bit different. What do people even if it's a different framing? Right. Uh, you might just have different words for the same thing. And that would be more effective than a free strategy call. Cause I kind of, even at this point, roll my eyes as I hear myself say free strategy call. Yeah. Right? Cause you know, that's going to be, you know, a couple of questions and then it's going to lead into, you know, not that much value per se. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, no, that's, it's, I love that. Uh, and it, as you were, as you were talking about, you know, this idea of a free solution, right. That's just kind of low barrier, but provides a lot of value, I think is, really smart. And, uh, you know, there's, there's so many ways to do it. And I love how you kind of broke it up into, you know, doesn't matter if you're a product person or a marketer, et cetera. Right. And also what I noticed is, you know, just understand the pain point and provide that pain point value. Right. So, you know, for example, you know, one of my early, early companies was, you know what, Cosmin, like, I just don't know. I just don't know what KPI to focus on. Right. And so I said, hey, here are the top you know, 20 KPIs that you need to be on. Right. I didn't tell them which ones, but here are the top 20 ones. Right. And that started the conversation and also locked in the trust of like, OK, I know I'm going to get the thought leadership and the leadership 
direction that I'm looking for. And so that's, that's really smart. All right. Uh, well, we're almost out of time here. Uh, I don't see any other questions, but Bradley, I really enjoyed this conversation. And uh, I believe our viewers did as well, not only for this live session, but as others watch it. Uh, and yes, there was a question, will it be recorded? It will remain on uh, LinkedIn and other uh, channels. It's actually being broadcast on YouTube and uh, Facebook as well. So feel free to go back and uh, you know just rewatch it. Um, quite honestly, I'll rewatch it as well. So that's fantastic. Uh, but uh, once again, thank you, uh, Bradley. Thank you, viewers. Uh, lots of great takeaways. And uh, at the end, uh, just Bradley, if you can you know, let us know where can viewers connect with you and uh, any, any next steps that they may want to take. LinkedIn, for sure the best. I post quite a bit on LinkedIn these days, so join me there. And then our MyLance community for fractional executives is free. So join the community. We have tons of free resources. We have workshops. We have CPAs. We have lawyers. We have executive coaches. Lots of great people to learn from and collaborate with, answer their questions, ask new questions. So go to mylance.co. You can apply right there for the free community. We do review every application, so uh, make sure you fill that out. Um, and then connect with me on LinkedIn. And if you got anything from this, shoot me a note. I, I honestly love hearing about it. Thank you for tuning in to the Halftime Leadership Podcast. I hope you found today's episode valuable and inspiring. If you're eager to transition in your halftime journey to the world of fractional executive leadership, I invite you to visit fractionalofficer.com. I'll show you how to be a successful fractional executive through my proven fractional officer method. Also go to LinkedIn groups today and search for fractional officer community to join countless others who have chosen a new career journey with fractional executive leadership. Don't forget to subscribe and tell others about this podcast. Once again, this is Cosman signing off for this episode. See you soon on the next Halftime Leadership Podcast.